This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good to see all of you here today or you're watching by live stream. We're honored to have you with us. If you uh, need a Bible, raise your hand. Our ushers would gladly get you a Bible. Be sure and give that group of ladies back there in the back Bibles. They really need the word tonight. Again, I'm glad you're here. Um, if you've got your Bible, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings tonight. Go with me to the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Uh, this is a, a hallmark verse on the area of giving. And so we begin in Malachi 3 verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Now remember the word tithe literally means 10. And so the tithe becomes a, a test. A test of the heart. And it, it may be one of the ultimate tests of the heart that we go through as human beings. But if you'll notice, he said, bring the tithe into the, the storehouse, which is the church. Why? That there may be food in my house or resources in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to receive it. So right there, God tells us he, he wants to bless us. But it comes down to I do or do I don't. And so oftentimes when it comes to giving, I think we, we run into a thing I call the cirrhosis of giving. Now we don't have any money until we get to the mall or we get to the ball game or the theater. And then it just kind of mysteriously happens. So you've got to make this a priority and purpose in your heart. That God said he'd open the windows of heaven. So take God at his word and begin to honor God with your tithe. All right, let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your word in this area. Father God, we ask that your word would instruct us. And we thank you, Father God, that as we give our tithes and our offerings, Lord, you said you would open the windows of heaven. So Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. As... You're giving. I'm going to give you a couple announcements here real quick. Remember, this Sunday night at 5 o'clock, there are going to be groups, small groups that will begin. And so you can go online and look. There's things that you can sign up for. You've, you've got to make plans to be there. These will be exceptional, okay? And then it's not too late for you to register for the XO Marriage Conference. We're down to about a week. And so we still desire for you to go. And then the Youth for the Nation Parent Info will be released tomorrow on social media, so be sure and look at that. Okay, if you got your Bible, go with me to the book of Psalms. The longest psalm, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, and I, I want to start with just two passages in there. And where we're going a little bit tonight is sometimes in our life that there's just things that don't seem like they add up or they don't make sense to us in the natural but just because things don't make sense to us in the natural doesn't mean God's not moving. Remember, God's a supernatural God. So I'm going to give us a little thing to anchor us tonight. Psalms 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled or it stands firm in heaven. So the security of God's word, he said, it's forever. It's firmly, it's fixed in heaven. And so it tells me right there, the word of God never changes. So it's always relevant. So when I read this here, we've got to live by the timelessness of God's rule by his word. Those times change and seasons may change. Social customs change. Human opinions change. 
the, the philosophical ideas of mankind, they change. But God said his words forever are settled in heaven. And so I, I want to live my life based on something that's forever secured in heaven. Same chapter, verse number 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Your word is the lamp that directs me in a dark world. And it's a light to my path. So I must let God's word guide me, correct me, instruct me, teach me, and confirm. Don't, don't ever move forward in your life without knowing what the word of God says. So in saying that here, it gives you a little idea, just a little bit about the word of God, how valuable, how important it is. So turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter one. We're gonna be the rest of the evening in Matthew chapter one. And as you get to Matthew chapter one, the, the word of God is the source of life for all of us. And so what happens when I look to God's word, I begin to see my circumstances through God's perspective. And so the word of God, it's, it's how I'm guided by my choices and my decisions. Now, when you get to Matthew 1 here, the first verses, verses 2 through verse roughly 16, it talks about the Lord Jesus, his genealogy, his bloodline, his family tree. And just like Jesus' bloodline, ours is very similar because we all have some crazy folk in our bloodline. We have some dysfunctional people in our bloodline. We could actually say we got some doozies in our bloodline. But when you look at, at the Lord Jesus' bloodline here, all this points to God's grace for his, his family bloodline, but also mine. So if God could use the people in the Lord Jesus' bloodline he could use me and you also. And if you ever studied Jesus' bloodline, he had mixed ancestry. And, and he had a, a, a wide range of, of mixed racial people. Jews, Gentiles. And so it just shows me that right there in that statement, the Lord Jesus, he died for all mankind. The red, yellow, black, and white. They're precious in his sight. So I want to pick up here in, in verse number 16 of Matthew chapter 1. And Jacob begot Joseph. And Joseph was the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. Now, this guy named Joseph, he's Mary's husband, but he's not Jesus's biological dad, he's Jesus' adoptive dad. Now we read this a lot of times at Christmas time, but there's some great truths in here. Verse 17, so all the generations from Abe to David are 14. From David until the captivity of Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity of Babylon until Christ are 14 generations. Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ, or Here's how it goes. The birth of Jesus Christ were as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Jesus. So the word betrothed, we, we would look at it like an engagement. But in the Jewish custom, 
This was a legal contract. This was binding. This was like that when they became betrothed, it was like you're already married in God's eyes. So this was a big deal. So Jesus' mother Mary's was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And so before they got married, before the ever marriage took place, Mary was found with child. Now, when you see that right there, we could say right now, that, that's a big uh-oh. Uh-oh, not, not good. A what's going on moment. And so it says here that Mary is pregnant. Interesting. Verse 19. Actually, let me go back to verse 18 and finish there. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now you gotta hang on to that, okay? She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Again, this, this is not easy to explain. Not only is she pregnant, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So a lot of people would say, the, the Holy who? So we keep reading here, verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, who at the time was her fiance, was a, a just man. He was a good man. He was an upright man not wanting to make a public example of her. In other words, he didn't want to disgrace Mary publicly. So it goes on to say, he was minded to put her away secretly or quietly. Now, Mary's apparent unfaithfulness carried a, a severe social stigma in their society. This, this was not viewed as good in their society at all. So I'm sure Joseph has this thought. Why would the Holy Spirit disrupt our plans in this way? And I wonder if he's thinking, and Mary, she's, she's really messed up. She's, she's really blown at this time. And so you put yourself in Joseph's position. He's thinking, wonder who Mary's been messing around with. But you put yourself in, in Mary's shoes. She knows in her heart she's never been messing around with anybody. So now we got a little bit of a spiritual dilemma this. What's up with this God? Verse 20. But while Joseph thought about these things, he, he's meditating on these things because he's fixing to have to carry out his plan. So he's there meditating. He's thinking. He's contemplating. What are we going to do here, Lord? What am I going to do? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. This is God right here. God, God still moves with dreams in, in the hearts of mankind. He still does this. So God shows up in a dream to Joseph and the angel of the Lord is right there. And so, man, he's, he's having divine instruction. And this divine instruction is, is beyond human reason or human logic. And so the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David. Now remember when he says son of David, that was a messianic word for the Lord Jesus. So he says, Joseph, son of David, 
do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. Now this is important that we get this. Joseph thinks he's got two options. Option one is I divorce her. Option two is I kill her, or better yet, I stone her to death. But the angel of the Lord informs him, you got three options. Why don't you just go ahead and marry Mary? So we keep reading. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now you talk about a strange encounter of a God kind. But what you see right here is God demonstrates his power over creation. And any time God demonstrates his power over creation, we have a word for that. It's called a miracle. Our, our God is still a miracle working God. Even sometimes when it doesn't make sense with our head. And so now get this, the angel of the Lord's appearing to him in a dream and he's telling, you gotta marry her and he reassures him, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Cause you to scratch your head. Things that make you go, hmm. Verse number 21. And she will bring forth a son. Now what the angel's doing here He's given Joseph the play-by-play. He said, Joseph, Mary's going to have a son. And he makes it real clear. He's going to be a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Again, the play-by-play. A son, and you'll call his name Jesus. You're not going to call him Joseph Jr., and you're not going to call him Little Joe. You're going to call him Jesus. Now look what he ends with here in this verse. For he will save his people from their sins. So right here, the angel reveals to Joseph why Jesus would come into the world. Because the name of Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. This is all supernatural. This this is incredible what's happening here. So off of this, I want to ask you some things right now. Do you have some crazy things some, some crazy circumstances in your life that are taking place right now. That they, they, are, they are of God, but they seem crazy. This, this had to seem crazy to Joseph when he hears all this. So I, I think back in, in my life 20 years ago, I'm, I'm living in Clovis, New Mexico, and me and Shelly, we, we knew in our hearts that the Lord had prepared us to pasture. So we began to get this stirring on the inside of us that we were going to start a church in Lubbock. Now, the crazy part of that is both of us had good full-time jobs in Clovis. And all our family was in Clovis. But yet every time we would pray about it, we would get, we need to start this church in Lubbock. The problem with Lubbock was we were going to have to move to Lubbock. We didn't have any history with Lubbock. And we didn't know hardly any people in Lubbock. But yet, every time we prayed about this crazy thought that the God kept giving us, we thought, this has to be a God. So an easy way to define this for you is 
Sometimes the things that God does in our life, it doesn't make sense to my head, but it sure bears witness with my heart. How does it bear witness with my heart? Whenever you pray about something and you keep getting the peace of God, that's how you know. God is telling you that's a good thing. That's a green light. Don't marry someone if you don't have the peace of God. And so the peace of God, the Lord Jesus talked about it in John 14, 27. He said, I leave you peace. I I promise you peace. Now, when he promises us peace, peace is not the absence of a storm. And anyone can be at peace when there's nothing wrong in life, but he's promising peace even in the midst of a storm. So peace for us, guys, is not mere serenity and the absence of crisis. Peace is available when you're walking in crisis. Peace is there at times that you shouldn't have peace. And so every step on this journey of starting this church in Lubbock And sometimes my head would think, this is crazy. But our heart continually over and over. It was like the Lord would reassure us. And I believe this is what's happening with Joseph. God still has encounters with us. And listen, it may not make sense to your head. But if you'll pray about it, it'll settle you in your heart. So God's moving within Joseph in this area. You know, when when I talk about this, one of the greatest answers I think that we can have as human beings is, I don't know. I don't know. And when it came to, to, to move in here to start this church, there were some things I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. But I knew God knew. And I put my trust in God. It's okay for you not to know. And if you're a person that says, well, I always know everything. Well, we probably ought to get you not a slice of humble pie. We ought to get you a whole humble pie. Because I'm telling you right now, it's okay to not know. And what I I say off of that right here is when I don't know, sometimes it's easy to get stuck on the how and forget the who. How's this going to work? How's it? Well, the who's God? And God is the God that where he leads, he feeds. And where God guides, he provides. But I got to trust him. And so even like Joseph, he might not understand all the hows, and he might have gotten stuck in the house, but he didn't forget the who. How do I know that? Well, keep reading, reading here with me. So all that was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, this was the fulfillment of a messianic prophecy in Isaiah 7. Verse 24. And listen real close. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, he awoke. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He did. He did. Now, I circled the did in my Bible because the did means Joseph obeyed God. He changed his plans and he did what God told him 
regardless of what anybody else thought. And I believe sometimes we, we avoid what God says because we're more concerned about what people might think or what people might say. And I say this, can, can you imagine all the chit chat that was going on around Joseph through all this? And, and so it says he did. Now finish with me what he did. And the angel of the Lord commanded him and he took to him his wife. So the chit-chat was, you're crazy, Joseph. That, that, that woman, she's already made a mess of her life and everything. But yet he knew what God had said. He knew what God had told him. And so just in your life, that when you get direction from God, not only do I get direction from God, I must obey God. And just like Joseph, to obey God... That means you're going to have to step out by faith, and it becomes a, a life of faith, a journey of faith. And so this ends here in verse 25, and it says, And he did not know Mary until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And I believe this is why Joseph is really highlighted in the Bible right here. Because something that didn't make sense to his head, it bore witness with his heart. And the Lord reassured him with his word. Marry her and it'll be okay. And the Lord reassured him, you're going to have a son and you're going to name him Jesus. And so when I read this, it pays. It pays to obey God. It pays to trust God in every area of your life. So whatever your circumstance going right now, Get before God. Get in the presence of God. And, and sometimes God will show you through a dream. Sometimes God will show you things through his word. That's why we started with the word of God. The word of God anchors us. It's a light into my path and a lamp into my feet. Now, with Joseph's life, what, what the angel of the Lord had spoken to him, that word became a light and a lamp to him. That's what he obeyed off of. That's how he lived his life after that. See, this is key for us. I gotta stay with the word. Whatever it is, even again, I'll have peace in my heart. Follow after peace. Let the peace of God be an umpire in your heart, okay? Come on, let's pray. Bow your head with me. Father God, we, we come before you here. Lord, we just lift up ones that are in peculiar circumstances and situations. And Father God, just as Joseph had an encounter with you. Father God, we welcome your encounter with us. That Lord, you would speak to us, whether that's through your word, whether that's through dreams, whether that's through the Holy Spirit. And Father God, we thank you right now that your desire is to, to chart our course in this thing called life. Your, your, your job and your heart is to help us. It's to bless us in this. And so Lord, right now, Ones that are, are needing to make decisions. I pray, Father God, that you would grace them with your peace and your understanding and you would help them. And we give you glory and honor for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.